And this time on Culture File, the second part of your cut-out-and-keep guide to Chinese science fiction. And this time we look at the most recent evolutions in the genre, as well as hear about the classic short story, Tombs of the Universe by Han Song. Hello, my name is Xueting Christine Li, and I'm a culture writer. I write about all aspects of Chinese culture with a focus on pop culture. When I gave a talk on A Brief History of Science Fiction and contemporary the Contemporary Works, I called it The Chinese Don't Do Sci-Fi? Question mark, exclamation mark, because literally people were very surprised that there was such a thing as Chinese sci-fi. So since then, there's been several anthologies, novels are being published, and lots of short stories are being published online. But even now, there's still a lot to discover for the, the global readership. Present-day China is providing sci-fi writers with so much stimuli for their visions of the future. The country has gone through phenomenal social, technological, economical and environmental changes over the last 30 years. So that's why it's such an interesting time at the moment for science fiction. China is, is actually finding its own science fiction voice and it's beginning to see itself as the focus of the story, whereas before it used to be a nation like the US, for example. And it's beginning to put itself in the centre of the global science fiction imagination. It really wasn't until 2015 and 16 when Kenlio's translation of The Three-Body Problem and Hao Jingfang's Folding Beijing won the Hugo Awards that, that gained um, acclaim for Chinese science fiction among Anglophone readers and then, of course, around the world. It is something that the state now actively supports because after a few decades of relative stability and growth, imagining China's future has become something that's important to those that run the country as well as writers and artists and, of course, to, to the readers, to the people. When I was 10, my father decided that I was fit for space travel. That year, the whole family went to Orion on a flight with interstellar travel. On our way back, the ship broke down and we had to stop off on Mars to catch another flight back to Earth. We landed near the Martian North Pole. With everyone feeling anxious and apprehensive, the flight attendant arranged for us to get into spacesuits and take a stroll outside. Our landing point was surrounded by ruins from the old human era, announced the captain. Remnants of the first age of space exploration. At the moment, you have an older generation, uh, like Liu Cixin, Han Song, Wang Jingkang, uh, Zhao Haihong. These writers um, who've matured over early periods of growth of Chinese science fiction. And then you have the younger generation, writers like Chen Qiufan, Xia Jia, Bao Shu, and Hao Jingfang. This younger generation post-80s writers who are not as burdened by the history of the last century, they've been influenced a lot by Western sci-fi, but at the same time, they're at least aware of the earlier native traditions of sci-fi. 
I remember very clearly, we had stopped in front of a section of a metal wall several kilometers long and happened upon some unexpected things. We now know that those things were called gravestones, but back then I was simply transfixed by their awesome grandeur. Monoliths, large and small, shot up from the ground like spring bamboo after the rain, all in a cadence of black which, against the flaming red soil, created an extraordinary sight. The Martian sky began to rain tiny flecks of starlight. The mystery of the moment captured my youthful heart. Very importantly, science fiction is no longer being subjected to the instrumental approach. It's not being used as a, as a tool for propaganda or education, and writers have relative freedom to write what they want to write about, to express themselves, and they certainly have more space to think and imagine. Is that truer about science fiction than, than crime fiction or, or literary fiction? I mean, the, the China has a very developed realist genre because... It's had so much reality to write to, <laughs> to write about. The grown-ups all turned pale, just standing there, staring at each other in dismay. We had come across one of the largest graveyards in the solar system, only to pause momentarily and hurry back to the ship. Everyone looked quiet and shaken. There was almost a kind of regret on their faces, as if they had seen something they shouldn't have. I kept quiet, but felt a sense of elation for no particular reason. You've been working on a, a, an English translation of Chinese science fiction, Synopticon. It's a collection of science fiction, Chinese science fiction, that I've curated 13 stories, all by different writers, which aims to give a view, a flavour of Chinese science fiction over the last 30 years, really. I've tried to include um, writers whose styles and subject matter are as diverse as possible. The writers range from people in their 70s to people in their 20s. The oldest story in the book is Tombs of the Universe. Tombs of the Universe was written in the 1990s. It's a philosophical contemplation of our explorations of space and outer space through different viewpoints. One through the view of um, a scholar who studies the history of graves, and then another through the viewpoint of an astrological grave maker. I thought it was really hauntingly beautiful. As soon as I read it, I pretty much knew I wanted to translate it one day. The replacement shuttle service finally arrived, and as it pulled up from Mars, I whispered to my father, What was that? What was what? Those things behind the wall. They were people who died in space. Back then, space travel was a bit trickier than it is now. Shui 
Twerching Christine Nee there and the reader was Chris Chan. Tombs of the Universe by Han Song appears in the forthcoming anthology Synopticon, translated and edited by Twerching Christine Nee. And for a Chinese sci-fi and English reading list, follow us now on Twitter at Culture File Pod.